Welcome to Briefcase Radio Workshop. My name is Omar Mohammed, helping you improve and progress in business and in life. Man, we are back. Man, if I could do radio for 20-something years, I know I could do Facebook Live for, what's it been, about 24 weeks now? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, 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 we're back. And before we get started, as you can see, we have a special co-host. I don't call them guests because this is a radio workshop. This is how you get information to launch, sustain, and grow your enterprise. And that's what this uh, radio briefcase radio workshop is all about. Um, so we're here every Wednesday from 5 to 5.30. Uh, if you want to see past episodes or hear past episodes, you're going to head on over to improve A-N-D progress.com that's improve and progress.com uh, last week we had uh, Anna Frank who is the new director for the women's business center uh, so if you are a woman-owned business and if you are a business that's impacted by COVID which all of us are you know you want to reach out to Ann the website is bolt that's b-a-l-t for Baltimore bolt metro wbc.com org uh head on over there and always you know if you are selling something or if you are buying something put it in the chat we want to continue to have commerce going on throughout this radio workshop with that said we're going to introduce our special guests all the way from where you at you at west baltimore <laughs> all the way from pig town there you go. So for those who don't know, the world famous, not just in Baltimore, yeah, but the world famous Poncho Brown, Larry Poncho Brown, uh, for those who so won't give us official name, uh, but I call him Poncho, you know. That's right. Send him over to, send him over to Poncho. He got those famous paintings over there. <laughs> so, so with that said, for those who are not familiar with who you are, Pancho, let people know who you are. Well, you know, I always hate letting people know who I am. What I will tell you is that I'm a <laughs> professional artist. I've been a professional artist for 40 years. I started my first business out of my alma mater, Carver Vocational Technical Look High School. Look at it. In 1970-something. Oh, and wow. uh, I've been working full-time as an artist ever since. All right, good deal. So we're gonna talk about some of your, I see some of your artwork back there and I have a couple of pieces. <laughs> no, you see smoke and mirrors, brother. I you hear you. Going on in the studio right now. I just put that painting of the block sum of it. <laughs> it's a good painting. So what's, what's the name of that painting? This was called Indigo Magic. It was featured hmm. down at the City Hall Galleries uh, earlier this year. Uh -huh. And uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm still, uh, this is a creative period for all artists. Yeah, yeah. First time artists have had a chance to get off the treadmill. The world is essentially off the treadmill. Yeah. So if you want to think, process through, and redirect your, your trajectory, this is the time to do it. And so all my artist friends are buzzing. They just, they've been sitting still so long now that they're just creating some really dynamite stuff. And at the same time, the market has shifted too. Okay, good deal. So I have the black is black. Mm -hmm. And I have the one from uh, when Richard Rowe and I and some other guys we were oh, doing. Oh, yeah, Saving Our Sons. Saving Our Sons edition. I forgot all about that. We go way back, man. Exactly. <laughs> so I got those. Those Actually, I got another one, the um, the jazz one. Um, yeah, okay. Thinking of the name. Well, you know, I got a whole jazz series. So that could be, yeah, yeah. I got about maybe 25 jazz pieces. 
Yeah, yeah. So, as a matter so, of fact, we did an exhibition at the Frederick Douglass Myers, the Frederick Douglass Myers, Isaac Myers Museum mm -hmm. last summer. It had about 30 of my jazz pieces in it. And that same show was at City Hall Galleries for two months just before our, our former mayor got in any trouble. We had a major show over there in both galleries. I had both galleries full of uh, my jazz pieces. So wow. um, it's been getting around. I did also UB Blake. I tried to tour that jazz event yeah. to all the local galleries here in Baltimore. Well, good deal, man. So, so you saying, I mean, let's, let's go into the creatives, you know, uh, as people are calling them. So what do you see? You say some of your friends are just itching at the, the, I mean, they're really just ready to get out there and do some creative work. Uh, what do you see as the state of, I'm gonna call them creative entrepreneurs? Well, I mean, it's like this, man. Um, um, artists are, 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 they're gonna do their work regardless of whether the business is in place or not. Mm. We're, we're wired to be a certain way. I just happen to be one of those artists that's directly divided down the middle between left brain and right brain. So when I'm not painting, I'm, I'm getting my thing off with the, uh, the entrepreneurial prospects. Yeah, yeah. So all I'm saying is that right now with this time, with everybody being off the treadmill and everybody being home and everybody in this, in this state of awareness, yeah. uh, the creativity is crazy. I mean, people are creating all kinds of stuff right now. And just because, think about it, a guy like me, we, um, we've been shut down. We, all my shows, festivals, uh, yeah. conferences, all the traveling I normally do, uh, social distancing issues, so museums, galleries, all that stuff has been shut down. And uh, where I thought I may be packing boxes, we've made more money during the COVID crisis than I've made all last year. If you don't mind, how so? If you don't mind, how, 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 how did you... you well, because my, I, it took me a while to figure out that my demographic is gainfully employed at home. <laughs> I love that, man. Yeah, so, because, you know, we, we're, we're sitting here watching the news. The news is telling us the body counts. They're telling us all this stuff about this, that, what's closed, what's this. Yeah. Uh, the economy's plummeting. How many people is unemployment? And they don't tell you how many. I know at least five entrepreneurs in my building that started their business during this COVID crisis. Wow. And so, so, some people that are doing well. There's some people who are not doing well, but but people who are getting where the new direction is going, oh, they're they're energized because they see the prospects, and it has nothing to do with what's happening in D.C. It has nothing to do with what's happening with the election. It has nothing and little to do uh, with the pandemic. It is sparked by the pandemic, but I yeah. think a lot of us are sitting down and reassessing where we are. Yeah. But at the same time, the playing field is so wide open because everybody's distracted. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I like how you say the state of awareness. And that's basically where we are. You know, we're now reflecting on, you know, where we want to be today and moving into the future. So with your shows being canceled, you know, just like, you know, some of the things that my wife and I do with, people, with young kids, uh, it's, it's in groups. So we had to cancel a lot of that. And we had to come online to do a number of events. So for you, your shows being canceled, you know, what, how did you pivot to make more money this year than you're making next year? I mean, that you, that you made last year, sorry. Prior, prior to uh, 2020, 
Um, my industry has gone through quite a few shifts. So we, we our, 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 most people were having a difficult adjustment getting ready for the computer age, the social mm. networking age, the online age. I was always the kind of artist that was always kind of looking to hit down the road at what changes were coming. So I've always been able to adapt to the changes. So just before Christmas, I decided to do uh, some Facebook lives where I actually sold my work directly from my studio. Okay. Uh, just before Black Friday, because I, I usually do a studio show twice a year. I let people come in the studio. I do a big sale. But I tried that format, and all of a sudden, I made more money online in an hour than I would have made in a two- or three-day weekend with my studio being open. Mm-hmm. So that was the blueprint this past Black Friday. When the pandemic was called, I was like, oh, my God, here we go. <laughs> now I start packing some boxes and making some plans because this is going to impact me in a really rough way. But something said, Pancho, try to think again and see what happens. You know, maybe, maybe your focus is not the number you're seeing on the TV. And sure enough, man, I put it out there. We were making $2,000 a show, went to $3,000 a show, went to $5,000 a show. We even reached one show that was $10,000 in one hour. Whoa. And all online. It's been, it's been pretty, it's been Facebook Live. Wow. Facebook Live. Nobody could have told me yeah. that I would be successful selling during the pandemic, but selling directly to people on Facebook Live. Because see, what we got to realize is that the paradigm shifted in a major way. Yeah. For the longest time, corporations only had access to conferencing and streaming. Mm. Now it dropped the level to us because we all got to do it now because of the pandemic. But that being forced down on us really opens up so many possibilities. It's almost like you got to really sit down and we all sitting down right now. (laughs) Thinking of ways to tap into using those two mediums to expand your reach. That's where it is now. Am I still talking about art anymore? Are you still? Am I talking about art anymore? No, we're talking about how we're going to reach other people and how we communicate. Now, if you can some kind of way plug what you're selling into that new paradigm, you're going to make all that money sitting at home. Yeah, yeah. And educating. You know, so you, you sent me a text about a video. Let, let's talk about I, I I guess I should ask that question. Should we talk about that? You talk about anything, man. All right, man. <laughs> I didn't know if it was private, you know. No. So, so the video that you said, talk about that. Which video? I mean, I'm sending stuff to people all the time. Yeah, man. All right. Now I got to pull it up, man. It's talking about Baltimore and it's talking about your art. So now I got to find it. Let me see. Uber Ultra Premium. Let me see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You you have the, uh, uh, this week, I'm working with LED Baltimore, which okay. is that big, gigantic five-story billboard across from the train station. Okay. They're featuring my work on that billboard all week. And so what I sent you was some aerial footage we shot. It was nice, yeah. Because you know, I am the kind of person that we're living in a world now, and believe me, art is at the core of this, so I don't want to get off the subject, where everything you do is is really content. Mm. And so every opportunity, if you can find a way to make it into contact, whether it be um, how I educate. For instance, I used to have to wait for somebody to call me to do a lecture or speak. And that range would be, $500 $500 on a low end to say $1,300 to $3,500. Yeah. But I had to wait for them to call me. Right. Switching the paradigm, I could do those same lectures, post them on YouTube, yeah. Facebook, 
behind a paywall, and now people are paying me in my sleep yeah. to say the same things I was giving away. Now, with that comes a caution, mm -hmm. because everybody's in this conferencing state of mind right now. So now people want your intellectual property for free by yeah. pulling you in a room. Not talking about you. I'm well, talking I think they about, talk about me. I, I didn't think about that. Our <laughs> administrators are doing it right now. Pancho, can you come in and speak about X to the group? I'm like, what is your honorarium? Yeah. Because you're not going to get me in this room. You wasn't willing to pay me to speak from the beginning. Now you want me to come in under the auspices of a group meeting. And I'm supposed to just give my intellectual property away. And so my thing is that I'm not guarding. I share, man, you know me, bro. Yeah. I've always shared my information with people, my community, and other artists. That's been the baseline of my success. It's always sharing. My, it is not my information. It's passing through me. But you also got to understand well, with this paradigm shift, there's going to be some changes you have to adjust in how you do business. Absolutely. So, so last year, you know, my wife and I, you know, we were really getting involved with, with art. You know, we, we met the brother, I can't think of his name, out of um, University of Maryland. He, he since passed. Um, but we were really getting involved with art. And, you know, we, we were trying to figure out, you know, what's Wait, the- Are you talking about David Driscoll? I said, yes, yes, okay, yeah. yes, yep, yep. So, we, you know, of course we got a couple of your pieces and we wanted to get some more uh, so that we can begin to teach, you know, our daughter uh, about, you know, just art. Man, you look, this is it, man. Let me, let me break it oh, down. That's, right. why, that's why I got you on, yeah, Pancho. You, but you're on the right track. You've always been in tune with how this thing works, but we've been through many changes. So from 1985 to 2005, which was what I considered the golden age of African-American art, where most African-American artists became more commercially successful than they ever have, mm. it was a paradigm shift because if you ask people back in 1985, how much work do you have at home that's African-American, out of 10 people, one person might say yes. Mm. By the time 2000 rolled around, it flipped completely and you ask that same question, nine people had work at home and one person didn't. But here we are back in 2020. Yeah. And it's resorting back where you got eight people to do, but two people still don't. And mm -hmm. so what happens is you go through these ebbs and flows of people understanding the importance of art in our culture. I'm not trying to sell no art. Uh -huh. I'm selling my culture. Mm. And if you, if you got pieces that look like you on your wall, you are already speaking to your children in ways you could never talk to them. Right. You know, I had Martin Luther King, Jesus Christ with the red light, Jesus Christ with the reef on his head, Last Supper. I think we even had a, a, a Martin Luther King and a JFK on the wall. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a baby boomer, so I came up in the 60s. You know, my parents were baby boomers. They came up from 1945 till they passed. So our sensibilities are different. But fast forward to 2020, this new new environment we're in, some kind of way we're being removed away from culture mm -hmm. and the importance of art, music, dance. You know, when they took art, music, dance out of schools, we're now seeing a repercussion of the damage done. And so while most of us may be aware, we are culturally not aware. <laughs> Right, right, right. So when you say you're doing it now because of your children, that's what's beginning to happen now. People are getting reintegrated. And I do believe that this situation we're in right now mm -hmm. is forcing people back to appreciating culture. Because now where you didn't want to pay that person to take your child to a drum class or a dance class, now you got to get it on the screen. And all of a sudden you're scrounging for it because you know you ain't going to probably see it again. 
exactly. It's a paradigm shift, man. And people keep telling me, yeah, man, things going to be different. Things going to be different. They did Easter worldwide through <laughs> streaming. Do this platform just like this, yeah. Think about that. That's a paradigm shift like I've never seen before. So now if you got any questions about the validity of streaming and conferencing, then something's wrong with you. You're sleeping. Because everybody by now has done at least one Zoom call. Exactly. Yep. I don't care if you were celebrating something like <laughs> your birthday or whatever. Now, just yep. like social networking, some people are in there just socializing. They're not using it for business. For business. I'm the same thing about conferencing and streaming. It's yep. not just entertainment, y'all. If yep. you can sit down and refocus, this is the best thing that ever could happen to entrepreneurs. Mm, opportunities, opportunities. When you're building, have already and not just opportunities, opportunities, opportunities that you can create for yourself, but it's the yeah. other way around too. It's a two-way opportunity because before we had to kind of wait for people to enact movement. Yeah, you don't have to do that anymore. All you got to do is use your brain and connect two or three dots together, mm -hmm. and you're there. Yeah. So, so Pancho, so for those who are not like you and I, uh, as it relates to to art, you know, how can people begin to start? appreciating art, uh, especially black art. I mean, that's what I'm focused more on black art, but I mean, you can buy any type of art, but how can you, how can you individuals become more involved? Grown folk and young folk. Well, to me, we always appreciate art because when you see it, it pulls you in. So it's not about that. It's really about prioritizing as something you need in your home. Yeah. Need, yeah. need. We don't look at it as something we need. We don't mm. look at the cultural implications. Art was always used to encompass history, you know, and, and tell us what our past and our future is going to look like. That's what art does. Art, if it wasn't for art right now, it'd be a dismal world we live in. It. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So the thing is, now you got to do it if you got children, or even if you're doing it and you're collecting it yourself. This is a legacy piece, too. Everything in this room don't belong to me. It's whole, I'm, so whole, I'm holding on to it for a minute. My son knows that this is his legacy when I leave here. Oh. And so now you got people who are collecting and they're collecting for themselves and they treat it like they're collecting for themselves, but they're not including their family. They're not including their loved ones. It's mine. It's mine. And then when something happens to them, where does it end up? In the trash. Yeah. Or people fighting over. Yeah. You know, so art has always been appreciated by us. This is not new. I like to dispel myths. No, we love it. Right. We just had, we got to make the moves that we make when we go to Sam's Club, Walmart, and <laughs> Amazon. So y'all go to Amazon and y'all press that button for anything you want. Yeah. But nine times out of 10, it's not going to be something cultural. Mm. You're not going to buy an African outfit. You're not going to wear, buy some fabric that you like. You're not going to buy a book that's on the subject. You're not going to buy art that's on the subject. And so that's, we just got to retrain our brain. Okay, that stuff is great. But I want you to turn around right now and look at your walls. And what happened due to this, 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 this pandemic is that people were home for the first time. Yeah. They were working so hard, they ain't even had time to look at the walls. <laughs> and they're looking at the walls. What else are they doing? They're yeah. fixing up their yards. Uh, they doing they're, they're, growing, they're growing stuff now. Principles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's what it took. It took a reset mm. for us to appreciate home, the quality of home, and the importance of home. And the next thing is what you surround yourself with. So that's the importance of art. And it comes every price range, so there's really no excuse. We got stuff in this studio that range from $2 to as much as you want to spend. So it's not about the money. It's about the intention. 
And if you got children, if you got children, speak to them by something you put on the wall. If you got young men and you got a whole bunch of women and babies on the wall, speak to him. Buy something with some males in it. That piece we did right now is a powerful piece because there's not a lot of pieces that really address African-American males. We can march up and down the street and paint we Black Lives Matter on every street in USA. But we might not have any pieces that support that same energy in our homes. And right now is the most exciting time to buy art because artists are reaching deep. Yeah. They, they're hitting subjects that we never were able to really talk about before. Mm. So this is a powerful time. You just got to wake up. If you claim you woke, you ain't <laughs> yeah. woke till you look behind you and you got something on your wall that's a reflection of you and you explain to your child why it's there. Yeah, and what it means, absolutely. So we know about Poncho Brown. So I know people will, will definitely support you. You know, so are there other, is there like a website for up and coming artists or established artists? And you know, my wife, she, she, she's listening to the show. It is, it was David, uh, David Driscoll. Who, I know, I know who he is. Yeah. David Driscoll is a heavy player in the African American art realm. Yeah. And I've been in the business 40 years, so if they're in the arts and they're doing anything, I know them. Yeah. I've known them or met them or whatever, and that, and that sort of thing. But he was a, a, was a really powerful force in this region. Yeah. Um, he was one of the first people that died uh, to the COVID uh, crisis. Yeah. Um, and his legacy is immense. Yeah. And you can't talk about African-American art and don't talk about David Driscoll. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad, glad we, we brought it up. Uh, good guy. All right, so so how is there a website that people can go to them? to one, learn more about black art. And then as they learn, educated, as you said, you know, you're building this content, how can they go purchase black art? So they can start filling up their walls, if you will. You know, while you, back in the day, you had to go out, you had to be conscious enough to go out and find a gallery and walk in the gallery. Guess what, man? Every artist has a website. Yeah. Search engine is, is powerful. Right. You can put my name in and get so many entries, you can't even read it. Yeah, you yeah. can find eyes. You can put in a subject right now, black women, and pictures will come up. You can go to Pinterest. It's nothing but a, a picture diary of, of nothing but art. Art is everywhere. The very best of African-American art is on the line, and the worst of African-American art is online. It's there. All you got to do is take the same initiative you need when you need that roll of toilet paper. You can already buy it off <laughs> Amazon. You know, you go right for it, you, you, you hit the button, you don't think about it. You got to get that way when it comes to buying things that mean something to you. Mm. And so uh, that also comes down to not just art, it comes down to any black business. We always, we, I, we, I was so frustrated a couple months ago, man, because everybody was blacking out Tuesday, blackout Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, blackout Tuesday, what y'all going to sit still for? Sitting still is not an action. Mm. You know, you're supposed to go out and make sure you spend that money with a black company. It's better than sitting still telling me what you ain't going to do because you're sitting on a phone that white folks own. You're still paying that phone bill, so you still ain't blacked out when you think you blacked out. But you can make a conscious effort to spend money with an African-American company. Oh, I don't know many. Oh, yeah, if I asked you where to throw, let the two, give me three Walmarts. <laughs> you can tell me where all of them are. Okay. Put over here. Exactly. <laughs> so you... If funding an initiative is finding out. Now, we're getting better because now we're starting to support restaurants and we're starting to look at what black people are doing. But we've advanced so much that we don't even know what people are doing. We're doing every aspect of every business around. We're just not tuned in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, and you can put in, in your browser, black owned whatever, and it's going to come up. 
it's gonna pop up. So you gotta stop using this box for entertainment. Mm. And more information in this box than we can really utilize. But if you're not training yourself to look for the right stuff, you, you're part of the problem. You're not part of the solution. We're not supposed to wake up everybody, but don't be one of the ones that's really shut. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be okay. I mean, right now we're in this world where if you got, uh, everybody has the potential to build a following, no matter what it is. With social networking, that's what we gain. Everybody say, I got 1,500 friends. I got 5,000. I don't care how many friends you've got, but that, look at it as a support. And everybody can do that now, even down to the musicians and other people who used to have to depend on record companies and other people mandating their creativity. Now they can break away, do their own thing and use their following for success. So all I'm doing as an African-American artist is tapping into my base. And I got an immense base. My work is in about 500,000 homes yeah. from 1985 till now. And with this new media, it's pretty easy for me to double that number. Yeah. Wow. The potential is vast. Did I mention uh, Orange Face in, in D.C. yet? Who? No. Orange no. Face in D.C. Because I don't even mention his, his name. You can really make me curse. I don't even mention his name. You can I see you, absolutely no bearing on my success and the things uh. that <laughs> So I'm not going to give too much power even talking about the politics of stuff. Did you hear me mention politics in this conversation? Well, not at all. You heard a creative talking about distraction and talking about things that are aware, that are available to us and how big the playing field is. They're not telling you how many people are living. They're not telling you how many people are getting the virus and surviving. They're not telling you how many businesses are thriving. They're not telling you how many people are not unemployed. Yeah. They're telling you the other stuff and you'll look at the TV like a zombie. If you don't believe me, you know, Dick Gregory, I worked with him for six years. And one thing Dick Gregory told me was that the news is only 5% of the truth. Mm-hmm. Yep. 5% of the truth, you know? And so my thing is that I, mean, I wonder what he would be saying right now about this situation. Man, I know. <laughs> but, uh, I used to call him whenever something crazy would happen. One thing I learned about him is that he told me how to look at politics look at uh, religion and all these things and draw a conclusion based on what you see. Yeah. And to me, that's as woke as you can be, is to not just swallow all the information that's given to you because we now know the media is not our friend. Yeah, yeah. And it goes back to the visual piece. Oh man, you tied that perfectly. Goes back to the visual piece. You know, I keep going back to that piece back there. I like that piece, man. I'm gonna have to come to get that. You know, going back to the art piece as well. So you're right. It's you know, using these platforms, yeah, you know, you people come on here and they're entertained. But Facebook, you know, I, I got Facebook stock. I got it when it was back with it was fifty dollars, but now it's killing. So Facebook is making money. So we should use this platform as a vehicle to expose our people to opportunities and to make some money. This worldwide web yep. is immense. It's just immense. And it just shows no, you. young people don't call it the World Wide Web, man. Because <laughs> the demog I'm speaking to my demographic of people. Whatever they call it, they call it. But the bottom line is that when I say the World Wide Web, they know what it is. Yeah, they probably WWW. But my point is that it's vast. 
and the opportunities are just as vast. And where we were forced to think regional first and then to blossom out to national, your national start, not the blocks now. And if you don't understand how big mm -hmm. that playing field is, it can be very spooky, but man, it's a lot of room. It's a lot of room. All you got to do is apply yourself and be willing to partner with people to help you make it because you can't do all of this by yourself. Absolutely. So are you seeing a lot of, you know, we, we're kind of up on our 30 minutes, but that's okay. We got the platform. Are you seeing a lot of artists now doing pivoting the way you did? Moving online and educating. I, I think that when you see certain things, you react to certain things. So, and right now with the Facebook Live, I'm te I've taught 50 people how to do it. Of 50 people, wow. 26 or 7 of them have their own live shows now. Wow. So, are, are these artists, Poncho? All artists, they artisans, but they're also business people. I have Fran Gong, who's a soap maker here in Baltimore. She's on a show. I got Shimmy's sister. She sells clothing in Columbia. She has a show. So I'm touching base with all the artists that I travel with, all the wearable arts people that I travel with, because they all have a specific issue. How do I meet my people and sell my wares while this circumstance is going? And I got the, I got the solution. Yeah, yeah. And this solution is not going anywhere. So you want to share that solution or should people call you, Poncho? Well, this is it. I'm going to share it right now. Whatever business you in, yeah. you got to put the word media company in front of it. Mm. So that means you can't just be a business person now. You're being forced to be multimedia. You're being forced to do video. You're being forced to do photography. You're being forced to market yourself. So now you are a media company slash whatever you're doing. It's not the other way around anymore. It's not, hey, I'm going to do me and get me a website. No. The website used to be number one. It is now number four. Yeah. It was a time when everybody thought that was it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the structure of things is changing, but this mass media, this multimedia, this streaming, this conferencing, and all those things is equalizing the playing field. And creatives have never had this happen quite like this in a while. When you tell me that all the museums and galleries in this country right now are struggling, trying to find a virtual alternative mm -hmm. because of the social distancing mandates, yeah. that's an opportunity like crazy. Yeah. And believe me, I'm <laughs> taking advantage of it. Yeah, absolutely. It's so just Pancho, crazy. Yeah, so Pancho, how can people reach out to you? You can reach out to me on any of the platforms. I'm all over the place, man. I'm on YouTube. I'm on, uh, I got a YouTube channel. All of it's under The Art of Poncho. I'm on Instagram. I got two or three Facebook pages. I got a Pinterest. I got a Twitter. All of that is under The Art of Poncho. I'm not hard to find. You can even put my name in, in Wikipedia. I have a Wikipedia posting. <laughs> because art. all these things are different ways to reach people man you got to sit down and figure out a game plan because there's a way that people go about finding you yeah so you got to make sure that people can find you if your name is john smith your job is hard because that's the most common name on planet earth <laughs> but there's some ways to separate yourself from the other john smiths by how you manage yourself online mm. it's okay. just a different time you got to think simplistically. How would they find you? Yeah. Yeah. You know, when I work with entrepreneurs, that's what I, I mean, you're interested, interesting that you said it. It's, you know, the marketing piece is about how do people find you? How do you stand out? And how do they, uh, how do you find them? Uh, so now these. Exactly. Because the, the, the basic artist tries to hide behind a company to unveil their work. 
So mm -hmm. I got a friend, and so I had melanin graphics for when I first came out. It legitimized me, but yeah. it took me a long time to realize that all the years I was marketing melanin graphics, I was not marketing Larry Poncho Brown. And so I spent 15 years building that identity that wasn't really associated with me. And I switched it to Larry Poncho Brown. This is all about branding. It's about marketing. And if you don't want to have those conversations, then you're just not ready for business. That's right. Because that's the new paradigm. It comes with it. You are a media company slash whatever the hell you're interested in. Mm. Oh, man. Well, man, I, I really appreciate you coming on to Briefcase Radio Workshop, man. It's, it's been a long time coming. We got to definitely bring you back. Yeah, man, we had them both lost like, no, nah, I lost about four. I, know, I, I see you, man. Know you lost some too. We I, looked like 30 pounds. Like, we looked like the Bopsy twins now, boy. I don't know. I might not. You your hair I, gotta watch, I gotta watch what side of town I go in now. We look too much alike. <laughs> <laughs> man, well, it's been a pleasure, man. We definitely gotta connect more, man, because that's some things that we could do, which we talked about this uh, before, you know, working with the creative community and helping them. No, hey, man, I'm willing to do whatever it is. This media is powerful. There's no reason why we can't get together every couple of months and talk about the same subject. And I bring to the table the things that I'm learning and seeing in this industry. If anybody knows what's happening in the African-American art market, I do. Yes, I've sir. invested 40 years of my life into it. Yes, and sir. I may not know it all, yeah. but I do. <laughs> <laughs> I think you were going to say that. Man, I definitely, I definitely appreciate you, man, for coming on. All right, y'all, uh, for past episodes of Briefcase Radio Workshop, head on over to improveandprogress.com. We're on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitter at Improve Progress. Uh, until next week, you know what to do. Continue to improve and progress. Peace. Peace.